how the universe works, or I guess just how the solar system works, or most of it anyways. Coming up on the Anti-Woke Podcast. I've been meaning to talk about some physics again. Uh, last time I talked about it was a long time ago. Anyways, let's talk about the solar system. So the sun is a star, obviously, and I think it's a yellow dwarf. I can't remember what it is, but the smallest kind of star is a white dwarf, and the largest kind of star is a red giant. So in between those two things is a, the yellow ones, and that's what we got. I guess I should know a little bit more about this if I'm going to talk about it. Anyways, it's a yellow something. And throughout our galaxy and throughout the universe, small stars are more common than big stars. I mean, it kind of makes sense. Like, you know, the stars are made out of hydrogen. So the amount of hydrogen that it takes to make one giant star, you could go make yourself, you know, 10 or 100 little stars. And so that's just how it works. Basically, for every super giant one, there's 100 little ones. And then that equals out to the same amount of hydrogen. And it's kind of the opposite of what you'd think. But the bigger a star is, the shorter its lifespan. So little teeny stars basically last forever you know they'll last maybe trillions of years whereas the biggest stars they last for a few million years i'm not going to say too much of the numbers but just you know just imagine the littlest stars will last thousands of times longer maybe millions of times longer than the biggest stars and we got the we got the medium-sized star and uh we're about four or five billion years into our star our sun And it has about four or five billion years left in it before it explodes or whatever and kills everything. I mean, even if if the sun was, hell, if the sun was a thousand years away from exploding, it still wouldn't affect us. But it's billions of years away, so it may as well be like it's going to last forever. But it doesn't. So on the periodic table of elements, number one is hydrogen. And the way that elements are determined, it's the number of protons they have. Like you've seen pictures, there'll be like a, a thing in the middle, and then thing, you know, it's like a mi- miniature version of the solar system. There'll be something in the middle, that's like the sun, or that's like the proton, and then there'll be something going around it, that'd be like the planets or the electrons. And I'm not going to go into it too much, but it, it's something that I didn't, I, I never took chemistry, and if I had, I probably would have forgotten it. But anyways, like I, for a long time, it was not clear to me exactly how the elements were figured out or whatever and so it's always the amount of protons because you can actually there's something called neutrons and you can have more or less of them you can have zero of them for instance you can have tons of them whatever Uh, and there's electrons and you can also have more or less electrons and that stuff doesn't control what element it is it's the number of protons and so like i say the, the simplest element the element that has only one proton is hydrogen and sometime i'm going to talk about the big bang but in any case when the Big Bang happened, it basically just created a bunch of the simplest thing. Like, you know, why would you make something fancy when you can make something simple, the Big Bang said. And so the Big Bang was just like, boom, tons and tons of hydrogen. I mean, tons and tons doesn't even begin to describe the amount of hydrogen that the Big Bang created. And so there's all this hydrogen everywhere, and it turns out there's this, you know, turns out there's this thing called gravity, and gravity likes to clump the hydrogen up. So that's what, ha- that's what happened. The Big Bang put hydrogen everywhere, and then gravity started making clumps of it, and those clumps are stars. And the bigger a clump you have, 
the more gravity pulls it in on itself. And so, you know, so stars, what they do, they, they're pushing on, they're pushing on, their, their, their hydrogen is pushing on itself so freaking hard, especially at the center of the star, that it does something called nuclear fusion. And that's not a nuclear bomb. Well, actually, it is a nuclear bomb. But anyways, there's fission and there's fusion. And both of them create giant explosions. And so fission is where you break a molecule apart, or an atom, sorry, an atom apart. And fusion is where you put atoms together to make a new atom, a bigger atom. One of them makes them smaller, one of them makes them bigger. Either way, you get giant explosions, nuclear bomb explosions. And so stars, they do the fusion one. And what they do is they take two hydrogens. It's, it's actually very complicated. People always, I always thought you just take two hydrogens and you get yourself a helium. Number two on the periodic table is helium. That's the element that has two protons. But in any case, I always thought, oh, you just take two hydrogens and you get a helium. But in fact, it's much more complicated than that. It involves like beryllium, which I believe is number three. Like I never, I almost never even heard of beryllium. But anyways, it's involved in this. It's involved in what the sun does, what the stars do. But forget about that. And let's just say that stars, they just, they're made out of hydrogen. And then they take two hydrogens and they make a helium. It creates a giant explosion. And that's why they're, that's why they're lit up like a light bulb. Now, if it wasn't for this giant explosion... You know, nuclear explosions that are happening at the center of the star, they would collapse and become a black hole. Basically, the nuclear fusion pushes the star out, and then gravity pulls the star in, and those things, it just, whatever, they just, they, they find a happy medium. They just, yeah, they just find a happy medium. And if something goes wrong, you either get a supernova where the whole thing explodes, or you get a black hole where the whole thing just collapses on itself. All right, so that's enough about stars. But in any case, the sun is a star. And so there you go. That's what, it, that's what it's doing there. And so what about the planets? Let's see if I can name the planets. I think it goes uh, Mercury, Venus, Earth, Mars. Okay, let's say that. Those are the rocky planets. So those planets are like made of rock, like, or whatever. You know, look, look around you. Whatever you want to say the Earth is made out of, that's what those four planets. The first four planets are made out of the same stuff. I think if you, I think if you, you know, if you look underneath the ground, they're basically made out of iron and nickel, which is a couple of kinds of metal. So we're kind of like metal planets, but anyways, they call them the rocky planets. I mean, the Earth is kind of like a giant, super giant cannonball. But so Mars is number four, and then numbers five and six are Jupiter and Saturn, and those are called the gas giants. And basically, what they're made out of is hydrogen. So the Sun is made out of hydrogen. So is Jupiter, so is Saturn, but the gravity on Jupiter and Saturn is not enough to scrunch the hydrogen down and cause a nuclear explosion at the middle and light them up. So they're kind of like they're, they're, they're like failed stars in a way. I think there's a name called brown dwarf. So maybe Jupiter, if Jupiter was flying around on its own, not circling the sun, and, you know, if you circle the sun, you're a planet. But if you're flying around on your own, then you might be called a brown dwarf, which is just you know, it's a thing like Jupiter that can't explode on its own. Or at least, you know, it can't light itself up like a light bulb with nu nuclear fusion. And so here's something that you may or may not know, but uh, I'm sure it's the same as Saturn. But Jupiter, Jupiter has a rock at the center of it. Like rocks sink through Jupiter's atmosphere. You know, Jupiter's made out of gas. So anyways, if you have a rock, <laughs> if you throw a rock at Jupiter, it'll fall right through the atmosphere and go right to the center. And so anyways, Jupiter has a rock at the center that's bigger than the Earth. So, you know, if you, if you could take the center of Jupiter out of Jupiter, 
you'd have yourself another planet. It'd be like the Earth, but bigger. And so Jupiter and Saturn, those are numbers five and six. And then um, after that, you got the ice giants, which is uh, Neptune and Uranus. Uranus? Uranus. Anyways, Uranus. It's kind of a messed up name that they gave it. But those are called the ice giants. They're much bigger than the Earth also. Um, and what they're mostly made out of is water, but it's frozen. They're cold. It's so far out there. The sun is so distant from them. They're cold. And so the water freezes, obviously. But it's kind of crazy. They're made out of water or ice. And they also they have a few other. They have, they have frozen methane. I mean, it doesn't matter. They got some other things that are frozen there. So the whole thing is frozen. The number one part of it is water, and then they got a couple other things that are frozen too. All right, that makes me want to talk about oxygen a little bit. So oxygen is another element, atom, obviously, and it just, it likes to attach itself to stuff. Like, you know, it's called fire. Fire is the same as rust. They're both oxidiz- oxidization, which is oxygen attaching itself to stuff, which is what it loves to do. So I'm not going to go into it too much, but, you know, just let, let, let's just... Let it be known that stars, when they create helium, they take their hydrogen and create helium, they also create everything, everything else, including oxygen. And so what happens in the solar system is basically there's tons of hydrogen everywhere, and then all the oxygen is like, I want to grab something, I want to attach myself to something, and so the first thing it grabs is hydrogen, and it grabs two of them. Turns out it takes two of them to grab with your oxygen, and then you get H2O, which is water. And so water is actually a very common thing, because every time you got oxygen, any oxygen you got anywhere, all of a sudden it's like, I want to become water, and it does. And so they're kind of considered three generations of stars. Like I say, the Big Bang just put hydrogen everywhere, and then gravity started creating clumps. And so the first clumps were the first generations of stars, and they were... It's not, it's not, even, it's not even known if that really happened, but may, that's the idea. The current idea is that they have these pure hydrogen stars right after the Big Bang that were bigger than any star we ever seen. And because they were so extra big, they, had, they all lived a very, very short life. And so, you know, the beginning of the universe was just a bunch of giant stars that all went boom. And so, if you, you know, if you have a fancy telescope that looks into, the, looks into space or whatever, it's the same thing as looking back in time. And currently, we do not have a telescope good enough to look back that far in time and see if there really was a bunch of giant stars. We don't know on that one. But we can bu- can look back and see that there was a, a second generation of stars. And so whatever. There's a second generation of stars and those stars created the helium and the oxygen and the, you know, every, every other um, type of element. They, they created stuff that wasn't just purely hydrogen. They created the stuff that w- makes up rocks and rocky planets. Let's put it that way. And so now we're on the third generation of stars, which means that you get stars with planets that go around them. Orbit. That orbit. Orbit. Orbit's the word. Okay. There's a firefighting helicopter flying through the sky. I don't know if you'll be able to hear that. Kind of cool. Hopefully they put out the fires here in Oregon. Um, But so now we're getting to the solar system. So the solar system was a bunch of gas with some rocky stuff mixed in with it you know five billion years ago and just for physics reasons you know various reasons whatever um stuff is always spinning like it would would be very unusual for something to be completely and utterly 
stationary and not spinning. Just, you know, if, if anything happens off, any, if any tiny little nudge ever happens to anything in space, then all of a sudden it goes spinning. And so basically everything is spinning. That's, you know, the, the solar system is spinning, the earth is spinning, the sun is spinning, the galaxy is spinning, the, I don't know about the universe, but anyways, everything except for up to the universe is spinning just because that's just what happens. And so the solar system was a cloud of stuff. It was a cloud of mostly hydrogen and some other little chunks of rock, and they were spinning. And then gravity kind of took this big, giant spinning thing and slowly made it smaller and smaller until you get, for instance, the sun and the planets. And so I guess the sun, you know, just like Jupiter has a rocky center bigger than the Earth, I'm sure the sun has a much bigger than the Earth rocky center, you know, like monumentally bigger. But in any case, just some interesting things are that the sun is like 99%. 99% of the matter in the solar system is the sun. So basically everything, everything went into the sun. You know, the, the planets are just an afterthought. And then I believe after that, you know, 99% of the stuff that's left over, of the, left over from the sun to make up the planets, it's something like 99% of that is Jupiter. So the planets are an afterthought. Jupiter is an afterthought. But after Jupiter, all the other planets ain't shit either. I know. So I mean, you get the idea. You know, and then now, now you got the Earth, which isn't, which is small compared to many of the other planets. And then you know, how small are you on the Earth? You know, you compared to the Earth itself is teeny. Anyway, it's just, it's pretty crazy how small stuff is compared to how big stuff is. I'm sure you heard of that. But okay, here's some more stuff that I didn't I didn't always know, and it's kind of interesting, is that because it all come came from one big gas cloud that was spinning around the solar system, came from that one giant disc-shaped thing. I should mention that if something spins around, it, it'll make itself into a disc shape, like the shape of a plate. But because everything comes from that same original disc. Um, everything goes in the same direction. So the you know the the way the direction that the sun spins is the same direction that all the planets go around the sun. And now, for instance, the Earth it doesn't it, it's not a perfect circle around the sun. Like I always thought the Earth was like going way out and then coming way back in, or you know it was an oval. I always thought the Earth went around the sun like in an oval shape. The answer is it is basically a perfect circle. And it's the same thing with all the other planets. They all go around it the same direction. They all spin the same direction. And they all go around in what is close enough to a perfect circle. Except for Uranus, which I think... I think it spins backwards. I don't know. Uranus does some funky stuff. And I, they, no one knows why. But I think the idea is that maybe... Maybe there was an extra planet out there and it hit Uranus. They sma you know, Some planets smashed into each other and then... I don't know if they became Uranus together or if it just left Uranus spinning the wrong direction or whatever, but Uranus does some oddball stuff. But other than Uranus, everything just spins all the same way as the sun and it all does it in basically perfect circles. And I'm not going to try and describe why that, you know, why is there summer? Why is there winter? But I think when I was a kid, I thought it was because, oh, the, the earth was going far away from the sun and, the, and then it's going close to the sun and that would be far away as winter and close as summer. But anyways... It's because the Earth is tilted, doesn't matter. But anyways, it turns out the distance to the sun is always, you know, within within reason, it's it's always exactly the same. All right, what else to say? Uh, okay, asteroids and comets. So Mars is planet four, Jupiter is planet five, but there's a big gap in between the two planets, and 
basically there should be a planet in between them. There should have been a planet in between those two. But we didn't get that. Instead, what we got is the asteroid belt. And I don't think it's known why all those asteroids didn't just kind of clump themselves together with gravity and become like an extra planet. It may be because Jupiter, Jupiter has like such strong gravity wherever it goes, it kind of messes stuff up. It's not clear. But I think there's, don't quote me on this, but uh, maybe over a thousand asteroids that are over a mile wide. I mean, you know, any one of those suckers hits the Earth, boom, we're all dead. But they don't bother us. They just, whatever, they just, they float around in a, once again, a perfect circle around the sun. And so asteroids are made out of rock, and then comets are made out of ice. And I think the comets are, I think they're out where Pluto, yeah, I didn't mention Pluto. I think they're out around where Pluto is. So there used to be a ninth planet, and it was called Pluto, but then it turned out there's other planets out there with Pluto that are just, that are, I think, bigger than Pluto. I forget what it's called. There's one of them. There's one planet out with Pluto that's bigger than Pluto, and they didn't want to, like, say that there's ten planets, so they just got rid of Pluto and said there's eight planets instead of nine. Sorry, my dog tried to chase a deer, and then he came up short on his 70-foot string that I keep him on. But so anyways, far out, far out into the solar system are the comets, and they're, they're like asteroids, except they're made out of ice. And it is currently believed that the way the Earth got its oceans and whatnot, water, is that tons of comets hit the Earth and, whatever, turned into, turned into oceans and water. And apparently when, when Earth was created, when it first formed, um, it had a ton of water, but it was like, the Earth was hot. It was like, you know, it was like uh, lava, it was like lava rocks. It was magma. And so the Earth had a bunch of water when it first started, and it just it evaporated. It evaporated all the water off of the Earth, and then after the Earth cooled down for, who knows what, a billion years or something, then the comets came in, hit it, and turned into oceans. Twitter handle at anti-woke podcast and thanks for listening.